You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hello, everybody. This is Melanie Mitro, and I am the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and I can't wait to dive into today's episode. We have a really special guest all the way from the UK. She is one of the founding coaches when we launched our Team Beachbody Network internationally, and I met Zoe um, in the process when she was trying to find somebody to mentor her, and I just, as our relationship has developed, as she's become a part of our team, as I've watched her just sort of set goals and just go for it. I'm just inspired by her grit, her grace, her work ethic, her free spirit, but her ability to get the job done and to just have this discipline and consistency and personal growth plan and and somebody at such a young age that has accomplished such incredible successes in just being an entrepreneur. So I'm excited for you to get to hear from Zoe today. But before we do that, let me share with you our review of the week. It is from Megan Keck. I just want to say thank you so much for writing your review on iTunes and for being such an incredible listener. And she dropped this little comment and review and said, I've been listening to this podcast for about four months and I've been through many of my episodes, but This past Tuesday brought me to tears. I was listening to it while driving and I had to fight back those tears so that I could focus on driving. Thank you for you and your guests for speaking to my heart. You're doing amazing work for this world of women who want more. So thank you so much, Megan, for that review. Guys, go over to iTunes, drop me a review, leave me a comment, and you could be our listener of the week next week. So let's get right into today's episode. Let's talk to Zoe. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of Women Inspiring Women podcast. And today I'm excited to have my very first UK um, podcast guest here with us. Zoe um, is, is here from the UK, but you also have such an interesting background. And I have just genuinely enjoyed getting to know you when you came to my retreat in the spring and I was just fascinated by just kind of your path that you've taken in life. And it sounds like just from us chatting that you actually come from a family of entrepreneurs um, and they probably groomed you to be the way that you are. But I just love how you kind of ran with this and that our connection uh, with Beachbody has kind of brought our paths together. So today we are going to talk um, to Zoe and just kind of hear just some of the things that she has done to not only build a successful business before Beachbody, but then how she's kind of applied some of those things to 
to her now Beachbody business. And she's actually growing two things at the exact same time, which is a challenge and it, it's exciting at the same time. So um, Zoe, let's go ahead and kick things off. Can you just tell us a little bit about you and your story? Yeah, so firstly, thank you for having me. I am always very inspired by what you say, so it's a real honor for me to be a part of your podcast. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Uh, I am very, very, like you said, entrepreneurial. I am very passionate about the things that I do, and I think that is one of the things that makes me so successful because when I have like an idea I'm incredibly spontaneous and I'm like right let's do it like there's no like hesitation there's no like let's think about this let's strategize let's plan mm -hmm. and I mean it hasn't served me wrong so far um so like taking it back to how I got started in business it was one of those very spontaneous things um but when people asked me what I was going to do when I grew up I was like well I'm going to live on a tropical island um you know and stay at the beach all day not having a clue I've never been to a tropical island uh, we went on a lot of winter holidays so I don't even know where this idea came from yeah and yeah. then when I was 18 I literally jumped on an airplane and moved to a tropical island and originally I worked like in a safe haven for abused women and abandoned children that was what took me to the island but after three months I just fell in love with it and I said right what can I do in order to stay here I don't want to go back home I want to make this my home this is my dream come true so I was like okay I need to sustain myself what business can I start um, and that's how I ended up staying in Antigua um, 15 years later I'm still there but I travel a lot yeah. um, because a tiny little island that's 11 miles by 14 miles wide can't keep someone as spontaneous as me like there. <laughs> um, which actually I think we're going to touch on in a little bit. But, um, yeah. you know, I just, I just love just being passionate about what I do and inspiring others that they can do the same thing. Like I always said, I never want to go to university. I, you know, I, I always believe in continual learning, so I'm not saying don't continuously learn. I'm always learning, always pouring into personal development, learning, you know, signing up for some course, some personal development seminar, mm -hmm. and I'm always learning. But I knew I didn't want to go the traditional route of going to university for three, four, five years, getting a traditional job. I always went against the grain with that, and yeah. I believe in this, you know, life is your biggest university, it's your yeah. biggest teacher. So were your mom and dad, tell us a little bit about them. Like, did they, did they start businesses? Did they listen to personal development? Like where did, where was your first experience with, with kind of personal growth? Um, I think my grandfather, my mother's father was very entrepreneurial, very, mm -hmm. very entrepreneurial. And so is my grandmother. So um, I think it stemmed down from them. And then my mom and dad, when we, when I was about eight years old, I remember going to our first first personal development seminar and I remember standing up and speaking and everyone was just coming up to me afterwards and being like oh and it was I remember it now because it was so significant and I was like how the did I do that eight years old like stand up in front of like thousands of people uh -huh. and just share my story with them uh -huh. and from then you know we'd always have like Tony Robbins on in the car and we'd have the CDs when the CDs came out I mean we have tapes like that's old school um, we would always be listening to personal development and I think it just obviously subconsciously just was a part of me yeah. and when people tell me like oh personal development's woo-woo I'm like what's woo-woo about 
personal development like growing yourself if you're not growing you're stagnant and therefore you're dying like you yeah. need to be constantly pouring into yourself and your mindset and it's how you deal with life's hardest things because I could have gone down a path of self-destruction and mm -hmm. um you know I've had some really tragic tragic things happen in my life that I would never want anyone to experience <laughs> Yes. And it's because of personal development that I have overcome them and not gone into that place of just disarray and despair right. and given up on life. Yes. So I think it's just always been a part of our family, mm -hmm. um, which I'm forever grateful for. Like, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So when you like moved your first business, mm -hmm. you know, right out of school, you know, no, you just kind of picked up and off you went. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the business you created while you were there and how, how did you make, how did you figure that out? It's one of those things, like I say, yes. Um, I just say yes to things. And I saw a niche in a market like there was nothing in that market space and I said right I'm gonna start this and see how it goes and it was actually a branch of my mother's business so I knew like the ins and outs of it I knew how to um, get clients and things like that and it was it was very foreign like nothing structured or um, anything of its sort had ever been available in Antigua so at first I started advertising the services and it just blew up. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it myself. Yeah. Um, and so I recruited one of my brothers, which wasn't hard. <laughs> do you want to come and move to the Caribbean with me? Um, so my brother who actually had run the business for two years back home when my mom was extremely ill, she got bitten by a redback spider in Australia for the, in the millennium and nearly died. Mm -hmm. So she was extremely, extremely sick. So my brother sort of took over operations of the business while I was still at school. So he had more of the, the business knowledge in terms of the system. So he came out and helped me for a couple of months and then went home. And I still couldn't cope in terms of the volume of um, people coming through the business. So I then had to start thinking about bringing on staff um, and spreading the workload and things like that. So. I think that it, it's being being a new being something new in an, in an environment which has never experienced it. It can go it can go against you or it can go for you because you can get so many clients and it's amazing and you're living this dream of like hundreds of hundred clients you can't even fit them all in yeah. and then it can like topple you if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. um, so I just had to strategize and say, okay, we need staff, we need this, and then I kept seeing like people love the level of service and the professionalism that they've not experienced. So I said, right, what other marketplaces can we go into? And then I decided the hotel industry is a massive industry on the island. It is our main source of income. So I decided to go into the hotels and offer services for like kids clubs and babysitting and the things that tourists need when they come down to the island. And mm -hmm. I just kept innovating, seeing what the marketplace needed. And if I had said yes to something and it hadn't worked, I was never afraid to say, okay, that's dead weight. We don't need it anymore. Like just wind it down. Like I was never afraid to say, yes, it hurt. And it was scary. And it's like, Oh no, I poured my heart and soul into this part of the business and it's not working. It was hard. Yeah. And it, you know, you, there was tears shed when you had to shut certain departments down, but it yeah. was for the betterment of everybody. And that's a really powerful feeling to know that you can make the right decisions. Um, even though they're hard. Wow. So it's just all about, you know, innovating and seeing what's out there and how you've got to keep up with the, the demands of the market, like change, never be afraid. Don't stay stuck in your old ways. Always be looking at what 
what's what people need and how you can match that need in a really creative way. Wow. And you did all of this at 19. Yeah. I had my 19th birthday on the beach. And <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And, and so I feel like a lot of those skills, like the innovation and not being afraid to fail are a lot of what business owners in any industry, whether it is network marketing or the brick and mortar business, like those are things, those are skills that some of them are innate and probably some of those were learned by all of the personal development that you consumed as a child too. And just kind of watching your grandfather and parents go through it too, right? Yeah. Okay. So 15 years you ran this business. And so what sort of made you say, okay, I want to go a different direction or I want to add another layer to what I'm like, you already clearly were busy enough. So what made you say something else in there? That, that's, that's twofold. One, I had, I was in, I don't like saying this, but I was in like a dead end relationship and it had sort of like taken the spark out of me. And I had turned to fitness Mm -hmm. as a ways to get out of it. So I started with an illegal copy of um, Insanity. (laughs) I think that's pretty similar to your story. (laughs) A friend gave it to me and said, do the fit test. And I was like, what the hell? Um, and but it, it gave me my life back. And it sounds cheesy to say that, but if you've experienced it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I I reignited that passion and spark in myself. And I said, no, I need to share this with other people. What I have experienced and everything I've gained from just literally sweating at the end of my bed for half an hour, other people can change their lives doing this. And I didn't know about the beach, I didn't know about the coach opportunity. Um, so I started teaching live classes because that was all I could do at the time. And just seeing these women and well, males as well, like transform before my eyes, I was like, wow, I want to do this. Like I, I'm so passionate about this. So I taught live classes for three years and I knew because <laughs> being the person I am, that Beachbody would eventually come to England. I was like, I have to strategically position myself as someone who is an authority on home fitness, mm-hmm. mindset, you know, everything that you experience. So I had created a separate Facebook account because I had shut my personal account down and just started talking about fitness, adding value, sharing my experience, sharing my story to bring myself back to who I was. And then I had, I got the, I got the little like whispers that it was coming to the UK. So I was like, yes. Um, so <laughs> that's how I then linked up with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just so excited that I wanted to just, I had an outlet to share this with even more people. And like you said just now, like business is business. Once you understand how to run a business, it, it's going to transfer into anything that you do. The business principles are going to be the same. Um, so I just thought I'd do it as a hobby. You know, I wanted to just inspire other people and it wasn't really about building a business. It was just about offering something to other people that I could really add value to them. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was how I basically joined Beachbody. And so for the last year, like in what, two weeks, we're celebrating our one year anniversary. Oh, yes. Yes. I can't believe like a year has flown by that quickly. Um, so yeah. And like, I, I didn't have the time to add it to my busy schedule, but I had the passion to add it to my busy schedule. And I think that's what made my first year as a coach really successful because people feel the passion that I, I have for it and that I'm going to support them, whether they're a customer or a coach. And 
I've just shifted gears into building a team now because I've now seen the actual business opportunity. <laughs> like I, I've seen that there's more to this and not that I've just seen it, but I've now realized I, I want to put the time into this. Gotcha. You know, I think the one thing that most people struggle with is that credibility and not having results and you know but I love that you took an entire year or two years and you just said I love the fitness programs I, I just want to add value I just want to create a community so without selling a thing you just yeah. were sharing you were sharing your story you were sharing the workouts you were sharing motivation and inspiration and so people were coming to your page and really and really watching that and you were growing very organically and and I see a lot of people that do that but then they have a hard time sort of asking people to then go into a paid service like you know making that transition from I'm giving you all of this for free now I want you to actually invest and pay. And so, you know, I feel like that's a big obstacle that I see people kind of struggle with. So what are some of the things you do when you're talking to clients and inviting them to join these accountability groups? How do you get them in and help them understand the investment piece of it? I oftentimes don't talk about the package that they're going to get in terms of, you know, what's available. Um, mm -hmm. I talk about what they're going to gain from being a part of the accountability group and how it's going to shift their mindset. So I, I kind of pull on the pain points um, because so many people just look in the mirror and they don't like what they see mm -hmm. and no matter what fitness program they do like yes they're going to get results unless they work on their mindset and learning to love themselves again they're still going to be miserable so i kind of say that through the community that we have created through the mindset that i'm going to teach you in my private groups through the you know just that encouragement and the personal development that we're going to do together through reading and listening to podcasts and things like that that is what you're getting mm -hmm. the fitness is just an added bonus you know right. so then 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 they right i i'm ready to make a change and oftentimes people aren't ready to make a change and it's extremely extremely scary um because you're asking them to just go so deep into their own insecurities mm -hmm. um that you know you really have to show them which is where the adding value on your actual public page really counts because they can see that you really care and you're actually going to support them. So it's not that I sell the package. I don't sell a fitness program. I sell like a life transformation. Yeah. Um, and you can use the other people. And it's, I mean, it is hard. And I've had situations where I'm like, I know this will be so right for you, but they just see the money. They just yeah. see the, in, like, and I say, it's an investment in you. And you're like, oh, I just wish they would see that. Like, it's so much more than that. So yeah. if not ready now, I don't get despondent that, you know, they've said no to me. What I do is I just keep adding value. I keep showing up on my page and I have had about five people outright tell me, no, this is ridiculous. I'm never investing. That is never going to work. Come yeah. back to me in about three, four months time, literally private message in my inbox. Uh -huh. I'm ready. Send me the package. I'm signing up tonight. And I'm like, wow yeah. so it's not that you know they're not they're not a no they're not right now or you've just got to keep they, they want to see that you're consistent in your actions and that you'll help them stay consistent in theirs and i think that is the difference like don't try and sell anything just share your story share your vulnerabilities like i share when i have a sucky day because i'm not superhuman and people can relate to you not being superhuman they can't relate to you being like perfect all the time right. 
right? I'm not afraid to show the messy and the uncomfortable and that, yeah, I get upset and I, you know, I, I lose the plot sometimes because that's what's make people come to you. Right. I agree. And I think that no matter what industry that people are a part of, if you're leading with the product and just that, people just mm -hmm. tune you out. But if you lead with, number one, asking questions so you know what the person struggles with, but just like, what are you getting out of this other than the products you're going to purchase? You know, all of that added value. And that's a big thing that people, they miss. They miss that in the conversations or they, you know, people just think of the end result. I just need to get the sale. I just need to make the money. I need the commissions. And they, they just, they skip all that middle step of saying, this is why you need to invest in doing this with me because you're getting the personal development the mindset, all of the accountability, the community, the, this is, this is really what you're paying for, right? You know, anybody can buy the products. Um, but you, this is what you can't buy. This is the added service. And I think also when I look at people, they don't do a good job of showing that publicly through, through their social media. So from the time you started this business to now, what are some shifts that you've kind of made in your social media that have helped people actually come back around and pull? Do you, are there things that you're like, yep, that was it. That was the thing that made that person, you know, decide to commit. <sighs> When I first started, I, I was really proud of being a beach body coach because I yeah. loved like everything that it was. And I was like, Ink, take that out of my social media yeah. because I did not, I'm very proud. Like I am. And what we offer is absolutely incredible. But I decided that it was about branding me and what I had to offer. And I didn't ever want for people to just be going to Google, um, you know, beach body and then buying something and not sticking to it or anything like that. I wanted them to buy into me and what I was going to be able to give them. And I think like that made a big difference because, um, it wasn't, they weren't just shut down. They didn't, I wasn't selling anything. I never sell anything on my page. Like, yes, I do calls to action, which are really, really important. So people know you're open for business, but I was never selling anything. I was sharing a story and inviting people to join me, um, which is very different from selling. And I think that when I, when I made that shift, which was actually pretty early on, um, I changed it to curiosity if I ever mentioned anything about Beachbody. I didn't outright mention it. And I think that was, that was a, big, a big change. Um, and it's just showing up every day. You have to show up every day, um, okay. even on the bad days. And share the bad days, which is what I said just now, because that's what makes you relatable. Right. And I think that's just being vulnerable and not being afraid of that. That takes a lot of practice, but yeah. you, you are very much so validated when you're vulnerable because people thank you for that. And they say, I really needed that message today. So those, yeah, those, sorry to cut you off. Those are the posts which get the most mm -hmm. like interaction because yeah. people relate. You've yep. got to be relatable. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. and even, even last night I did a post about, it was national mental health awareness day. And I did a post about, you know, something I've talked about numerous times was anxiety. But the minute I told that story, walls come down, you know, people yeah. are like, okay, I see you speaking and doing all these other things, but you're also human and, and you push through it. Get, it empowers people to say, okay, I can do this. I can do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So branding is a big part of, you know, how do you feel like you figured out your brand? Cause you kind of mentioned that you're like, I took the company out of it. I took the products yeah. out of it. How did you figure out what people wanted to see more of? Like, how did you identify that brand? Um, I had sort of come up with the idea of intuitive fitness, like before I even launched, um, because again, it's intuitive. That is, I believe that it's not the fitness that you're getting. It's not the fitness that you're buying. It's the whole intuitive like connection with yourself and you eat the things that make you energized instead of what drains you. Like it, I just felt like that was, it, that encompassed who I was as a person. Um, and I think whether people don't really get the meaning of the word intuitive. Yeah. I think it just was something that I wanted to be a part of what I was doing. Um, and I reference it. I mean, not, I don't outright say intuitive fitness, but I reference, um, you know, the intuitive aspect of eating and what you're going to gain from working out. And I just, I just try and bring it in like to everything I do and say, because it is a part of me now. Yeah. So I yeah. That is infused in everything that I do. I love it. I love it. I think that's really awesome. Okay. So a couple of things, let me just ask you, um, for some advice for people that are listening in that maybe are just getting started or maybe are getting ready to launch in a new market or have just launched in a new market. What are some of the key things? Um, if you are talking to somebody new in the industry that you would say, these are the things you have to do to have a successful start. I would say one show up and show up every single day mm -hmm. because so many people like quit three feet from gold. That's like an expression we use. Like so yeah. many people quit just before they're going to reap what they've spent so long sowing. Like, Oh, this doesn't work. But if you just out of the blue, I'm going to reference this to beach body coaches because I strategically started posting two, three years in advance, but out of the blue, you start posting about your fitness journey. People are going to be like, this woman is cray. Like, what is she talking about? Like, she's, God, this is so like, oh, just be quiet. Yeah. But you have to continue every single day posting about it because people will watch and they will see your transformation and then they will ask you how you did it and can they join. But if you stop and you go, oh my God, I think anyone liked my first post. Well, they're probably not going to, and they're probably not going to like the 51st post, but they're going on the 52nd post, yeah. they're going to be like, wow, I want in. So you've just got to be in it for the long term. Don't look at anything as a quick fix or just the same with dieting and fitness. Like don't mm -hmm. look for an overnight, like quick fix, because it's not going to be sustainable. You have to just say, I'm in it for the long run and remember your why as well. That's really important because yeah. if you if you're just in this and you, you know, if the slightest like person rejection or anything, you're just going to crumble. Um, mm. so you've got to come back to that place. Why am I doing this? Um, yeah. so yeah, just know, know your reason and don't be afraid. Like I said at the beginning, don't be afraid to shift gears and change what you're focusing on and change your action. If something doesn't work, don't keep doing it. Like find a way to adapt, to change it, like play with your posts, like see what works. And it's really interesting. I think we, we spoke about this the other day on our, on our group, like, I didn't realize that posting a picture of, you know, my kids or my dog, like that would get all the interaction. That's what people want to see. So post more of that. Like notice what your audience is responding to and reacting to and do more of it. Like positively reinforce that you want them to like engage with you on that. Yes. So just be adaptable, be flexible in your approach, but know where you want to go, but just, just yes. shift when you need to. 
I agree with that. So what do they say? Be flexible in your approach, but be like concrete in the goal. Like don't yeah. change the goal, change how you're going to get there. And, and I, I do like, you are so right. And I can visualize this image of it's like two people underground and they're like chipping away. Have you ever seen that yeah. visual? Yeah. One person turns around and walks away. And I just see that so often where people will say, I've, I've invited a hundred people and nobody said yes. And I'm like, okay, I don't know why you invited a hundred people and not didn't, why didn't you stop after 25 no's and say, what am I doing wrong? Could I shift my approach? Could I change my wording? Is there something I could do differently? Or you watch these posts that go out and you know, for three weeks they get no likes, but they just keep doing the same thing. And so that ability to kind of take a step back and, and, and kind of refine that is very important in the process. Yeah, I've done that recently. Like in the last month, I've said, look, this something I'm doing is not quite working properly. Mm -hmm. I took a step back, I reevaluated it. And now I've literally in like the last week seen so much of a better outcome because I just thought some, I need to tweak this. Something isn't yeah. quite, I wasn't afraid to say I did. I didn't say I did something wrong. I just said, right, that didn't work. Like yeah. what could I do to change it? And it wasn't that I had to reinvent everything. I just had to make a little yeah. tweak. So what specifically was not working and what did you change? I think I, I did reference this just now, but I think that like sometimes people just like, just tell me the price. Like, what are you offering me? And I'm like, yeah. I haven't had a chance to speak with you. And some people just hound you for that. And you're like, okay, fine. I'll just send you the link. Yeah. And I needed to stop doing that. I needed to start understanding what it was they wanted and come up with a way like if they didn't want to pay like the full price then come up with a way that they can still get involved but mm -hmm. they're not getting the full package like don't reject people because they don't want you know the, the five star deal some right. people don't want the one or two like so i had to like come up with a system whereby one i didn't just go ahead and tell them what they were going to get in terms of the package to spend more time speaking to the individual i mean and if they're not serious and they just want the price well then whatever next like yeah. don't don't keep going after them or do, like just don't waste your time yeah um but just just come up with a way that you know you can offer something to everybody but spend the time getting to know them so i've made that shift and it's really really helped wow that's good advice that's really good advice okay so a couple more questions um one thing that i know is maybe a little bit of a pain point is the whole time management piece i know you are free-spirited and you love yeah. to just pick up and go and travel and but also if you want to be able to pick up and travel you have to be disciplined in the time that you do devote to your business so um you know do you want to kind of talk a little bit about how do you manage your time your other business travel and keeping both balls up in the air i think that one i have to admit that i am the worst at time management okay. Like that's where my spontaneity comes in. I'm like, oh, yeah. like let's just yeah. do this. Um, so I have had to very consciously rein myself back in and say, what are you doing? Like, what is the most important business building activity you need to get yeah. done? Yeah. And I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Like, I cannot like sit down. I like I'm sat at an office now, but that's because I'm somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I have to be. It's a quiet space, but. Like I've no, I got my other business to a place where I didn't need to be there all the time, which I'm extremely grateful for. Like I don't have to work in like in the business; I can work on the business, and that took like that took 15 years, wow. um, which gave me the freedom to run with this. 
And my ultimate goal in life was honestly to live a laptop lifestyle. Like I just wanted to be able to get up and travel and go and experience life. And if there was an event that I wanted to attend, to be able to do it, but still run my business, which is why this business like just was everything to me. Now I've realized the opportunity. Yeah. I have to go all in. So like time management in terms of like traveling and never being on the same place and in time zones. Since I started my beach body business, I've been home for like eight weeks, literally wow. in the last year, but not in the same time frame. Like a couple of days here, like a week here. And I've learned to build this in pockets of time. Like people say they don't have time, but really they're not making it a priority. So I've always used like drive time or travel time as my personal development time because Mm -hmm. I would be the one driving. So I'd always have an audio book in and I'm learning. Or like when I'm making breakfast, so I'm plugging into my personal development then. And then when, like if I'm on the train and like, I'm not like having to concentrate on what I'm doing, I would do like a little power five, like invites and, you know, checking in my back office and checking with my coaches and my challenges. Mm -hmm. So I'd find those little pockets of time and then that's how I would do it. And then for bigger projects like team trainings and things like that, if I had two hours solid where I was actually in a place where I could sit, open up my laptop and do that, I would then say, yeah. right, that is my time for doing that. And it's worked so far. Um, so it's just finding those little pockets of time, like five minutes, 10 minutes, that adds up. Like if you do 10 of those a day, like you've spent like a good two and a half hours on your business. Right. Um, so you never, I don't want anyone to say, well, I can't do this because I don't have the time. You have an hour at lunch. Most people have an hour at lunchtime. Spend half an hour of that, like working on your business. Like this is your dream for your life. Like if you want to get out of the job you're in, don't watch Netflix. Yeah. Like plug into a team training or, you know, audit your time. I said this to my team last night. I was like, guys, right. This team call is going to be about auditing our time and our actions because mm -hmm. we're not producing the results that we want. What can we do to change that? Are you actually doing what you need to do to build your business? All the other stuff is fluff, like do the vitals. And I just, and it was a reality check for me as well. I think I probably did the training on it because I needed to hear it myself, but we just did an audit. Like, where are we wasting our time? Mm -hmm. You go onto Facebook to invite and build your business, but half an hour later you're scrolling. Like totally. you've got to be disciplined. So it, yeah, I think I'm really not, I'm not versed on time management like you are because you're the boss at it. <laughs> like, um, but I have my method and it, and it works for me. So also like, don't try and take parts of what other people suggest and make it work for you because yeah. you telling me, like, if I tried to do your structure, I would just be like, <laughs> So like we were like we both we both compliment you know we can both like add ideas to each other but just yes. do it in your own style. I agree. I agree. And people yeah. and that is one thing that I appreciate that you said is because people will say I can't do it like you so I can't be successful at this. And it's yeah. so easy to use as an excuse and I'm like no 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 no. I watch people all of the time figure it out, these power pockets, you know, just being very, and it's intentional and it's, it's focusing on what's giving you the biggest return on your investment and not wasting time and being, and being disciplined. And you hit the nail on the head and you're like, if you want a different life, you have to not watch Netflix. Like you have to be disciplined to carve out the time to make it happen. Um, it's totally possible. It's just how bad do you actually want it to become yeah. the reality, you know? So Okay. So as we kind of wrap up, what is some advice you have for people like that are launching their business today? If you could do it all over again, right? Rewind a year, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? 
I, <laughs> I would, I would, I, I realized that like, I don't have to have all my ducks lined up. Like I never wanted to recruit to the coaching side of it because I was like, I'm not a leader. I don't know how to do it. Like I, I put up these blocks yeah. and I realized that was so dumb. Like I was telling one of my coaches who said the exact same thing to me last night. She said to me, but I don't want to invite. Cause I said, right guys, we're doing a team sneak peek. We're going to do it all of us together next week. We're doing it. And she said, but I don't want to invite anybody because I can't, I can't teach them. I can't train them. I'm not a leader. And I said, well, I was that person like just a couple of months ago. I was too scared to invite to the opportunity because how could I lead people if I was like kind of stabbing around in the dark myself? Yeah. But I made the shift into thinking, no, I've, I've made it this far. I can. I do have knowledge. I do have value that I can add to people. I do know what the heck I'm talking about. And I'm never afraid to like ask for help either. And I said that to her, like, it's not you alone. We're a team. So align yourself with people that are really going to help you succeed and never think you have to do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like know that you've got that community around you and that team that you can plug into and you can always pull on those resources. You're not reinventing the wheel. You're just making it your own, but you have other people. And I think that going back to the vital behaviors is so important. I was sort of winging it and expecting people to come to me, which they did and they have done, which I'm very blessed for. But I think that was because I did the groundwork like leading up to launch. Right. Um, but now I realize that, you know, if I want to grow, and I need to do the vital behaviors. So I'm thinking that that would be my advice. Like do the vital behaviors if you don't do anything else. Spend an hour inviting, making great content where you share and don't sell. And then just trusting that you have the ability within you. Either you don't know it yourself, you have a team around you to help you and support you. Um, which changed the game for me because I've always been very independent. And knowing that there are other people there to help me and I don't have to do it all on my own really made a big difference for me because it it just opened up that you know once we shine brighter together right that's what our theme of our retreat was and I was like wow we really really do so I agree I totally agree so you know kind of as you look back over the past year now you've got a good grasp on on where you're kind of going in your business what are some of the business goals that you've set for yourself for the end of this year i'm extremely motivated by like all the trips so if ever i've had a deadline i didn't really notice this but like the mexico trip i knew that i wanted to be there and i didn't know what i had to do to achieve it but i was not gonna not get that so like up to literally i wasn't listening to any of the limiting beliefs that christmas is a slow time and no one wants to buy fitness stuff i went all out Mm -hmm. and i sold my last like challenge pack at five to midnight on new year's eve so i'm very motivated by things so my goal is to get to two star diamond so that i can be at leadership conference because i know that what i will learn at leadership is going to be phenomenal for my growth as a person and as a business and if i if i have an opportunity to you know, be gifted with that, I'm not going to let it go. So I'm extremely motivated by all like the trips we can go on when we learn and we grow. And so that is my goal, like two star. And I'm really aiming for five star elite, but two star is my immediate, like I got to lock that in and I make it happen because that's the way my mind. Awesome. So you are motivated by trips for sure. Trips and events and getting to, I love it. I love it. Everybody's motivated by something different. And I think that's what I love about our company is that we have different levers we can pull from bonuses to trips, to events, um, to recognition. So it just kind of fills people's needs wherever 
wherever they sort of fall in that spectrum. So I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but so I'm excited to see where you are a year from now. So yep, you're right. In two weeks will be the one year anniversary of the official launch of, of the UK market. And so I'm excited to kind of see where next year, where next year takes you, especially with all of your background and all of your knowledge and all of your just motivation. Um, I am sure going to be walking across stage at our annual conference next year with awards out the, out the wazoo. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> so, all right. So guys, um, as we kind of wrap up today, where, where can they find you if they want to connect with you on social? Uh, my handle on Instagram is intuitive underscore fitness and my Facebook is literally just Zoe Swanson and unfortunately it doesn't have the umlauts over the E because Facebook wouldn't let me change my name. Um, so yeah, just Zoe Swanson on Facebook and intuitive underscore fitness. On. Awesome. So I will make sure I put that in our show notes so people can find you easily and connect with you, but watch her live videos. She does an awesome job. She makes great social media posts. Um, and she really is just an inspirational individual to kind of look to no matter what business that you are a part of. So I appreciate your time today and that you, um, that you were my guest. And so I am, I'm just excited. I'm excited for you and I'm excited for everybody else to hear, hear this episode too. So have a great day guys we will Thank see you. you back here next week um and i'll see you guys soon